Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monster Cast. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Okay. All right, just making sure. That was ahead of the little notification at the bottom and threw me off. Um, all right. So before we get into the AEW NXT, which is how we usually start off the show, of course, Royal Rumble was on uh, last Sunday. We did the prediction show in the morning and uh, some extra added stuff uh, in the larger show. Um, other, we did like the week that was for last week, but we also throw in at the end of the show a lot of other scenarios. That could go down, and I will say that we got a lot of shit right, did we not? Yeah. Or at least covered it. We didn't really call it, but we said different ways that it could go, and it seems like they kind of went with a piece of everything, which is usually WWE's problem, is that they take pieces of stuff instead of just going full head into into a story. But the uh, one that I did mention was, what if Brock Lesnar just eliminates everybody and has 29 eliminations? Well, it almost happened. <laughs> almost. That was fucking crazy. Um. Okay, so first things first, I know everybody hates Brock Lesnar, and I get it, but the people that are pissed off that he threw out, what was it, the first 13? Was it 13, 14? 13, I think, because he tied the record. Yeah, because when Drew came out at 17, Drew came out at 17, I believe, there was already somebody else in the ring, if I remember correctly, Um, because he he turned around. Drew came... Drew came out at 16, and it was just Ricochet and McIntyre. Okay, yeah, and he was paying attention to Ricochet because Lesnar was still on right. the ground. I was thinking we were going to have, you know, the Maven-Undertaker moment where Brock Lesnar came back in and fucked him up and then throw him out. And then that's kind of what I called on the show because I said whoever eliminates Brock is going to fight Brock. They didn't necessarily have to win the Royal Rumble, in my opinion, when we did the uh, prediction show, right? So I was like, yeah. so when he's laying down there and he's just staring at him, and he was out there for a long ass time because he was selling how shocked he was that he got fucking knocked out by this one kick. I was for sure he was coming back in to fuck up McIntyre, but that didn't happen. Um, but here's the thing about Brock. Everybody's killing Brock. He's the part-time champion, which we've gone over, who knows, a hundred times on the show. Uh, when he does fight, he fights for eight seconds and wins somehow. Uh, just yeah. demolishes everybody, but... But you cannot deny that, yes, I get that. The people that he threw out, right? Everybody's pissed off. He threw out Cesaro. He threw out Nakamura. He threw out Strowman and Keith Lee. All these people that were high. You understand, as a wrestling fan, if you're actually paying attention, I get it if you're just a fan and you know you think it's uh, Saudi Arabia and you think everything is real. I, I can see why you're, why you're upset. But if you're a fan that grew up with the business all your life pretty much, this only helps Drew McIntyre. Don't look don't look at it as Brock Lesnar buried 14 people or whatever. Look at it as 15 people put over Drew McIntyre to make him a superstar in one night where now everybody's like, okay, Drew McIntyre needs to be the champion at WrestleMania. When two months ago, he wasn't even thought about because he was hurt or not even on TV. Well, the other thing, too, is that the way that they did a few of the eliminations – it didn't really hurt anyone. Well, okay. Well, it hurt Strowman and Lee because it made them look like fucking morons. But because they weren't going after far- because they weren't going after Lesnar. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. It was no so- sense. Did you see the clip that I posted on Twitter of no. Xavier Woods during the fucking watch along? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, I did. I watched that like three times because I was trying to figure out what part he was talking about. But then, of course, when I figured it, I was like, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it- I'm just like, man, that's literally what we were all th- – like, how are you so dumb? This is such dumb booking. Like, nobody believes that anybody dis- is this stupid. You watch this man get out, what, 10 other people before then, 11? 
And then, oh yeah, we're just we're two giant dudes, and we're just gonna start fighting each other near the ropes instead. Like what? No, yeah, what? All because they locked eyes. Now, what? If you're gonna go that route, why wouldn't you just have like somebody like Keith Lee was gonna go clothesline Brock, Brock ducks, and he hits Strowman instead, and then they start fighting because hey, motherfucker, you hit me. Then that would have made way more sense. Yeah, um, the a couple things I did like though, uh, I like the I like the way they did the Ricochet elimination because it called back to Raw the previous week where Lesnar had kicked Ricochet in the dick. Yeah. So Ricochet hits him in the balls to get him eliminated. I thought that was a good, like, short-term, like, little callback storytelling, yeah, which a, they don't do a, a lot it's of. It's a blow-off where Ricochet got one up on fucking Lesnar, which is right. usually doesn't happen. Makes so. Ricochet look good, uh, gives Brock despite a him looking crutch. like a fucking idiot last week. Yeah, yeah. gives Brock a little crutch and, where he was like, oh, I, I, I got kicked with I wouldn't have gotten eliminated I, if yeah, I didn't, I didn't get kicked in the, the balls. Yeah. Right. Um... um I I also liked the uh, I liked the Kofi entrance and and Kofi coming in and actually getting more than a few seconds and yes. sort of redeeming himself yeah, and then he was fucking the whole, like, everybody out like nothing and then Kofi comes out and everybody starts cheering right. it's like and okay motherfucker here we go have a competitive yeah, that like cool, rumble man. sequence and then uh, I like the I like the Rey Mysterio Big E Kofi Kingston like team up and I liked I even liked how it sort of fell apart like it made sense yeah like Ray fucked up he got pushed off the top. Big E was still down for the springboard, so then Brock Lesnar uses the fucking uses Big E's back to do the goddamn run up. Yeah, that was I cool. thought that was that was cool. Um, I always hate to see Big E get thrown out. Big E's one of my favorites, but uh, I mean everything made sense, so I was okay with it. Um, Kofi didn't get a Kofi spot, which is fine because you know I you sort of get tired of watching him get pigeonholed into doing that. Um, I think yeah, sometimes that's partly, it's that's partly due to because Naomi had her Kofi spot basically. Naomi's co- All right, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, yeah, like I, I like the way that the match was laid out. I like sort of that it was the Brock show for a little bit. Man, he looked tired though. Ooh, he looked fucking exhausted, man. Yeah. I don't know how much of that was him selling the Claymore on the outside when he was laying out there for like ten minutes, and how much was he just like, man, my fucking cardio is awful. I need to breathe. Yeah. But uh, he he was pretty blown up and sweaty like early, early on. Like he's always a sweaty dude. I get. I think he might have a uh, sort of that. Mike, like the Matt Riddle Lex Luger shit going on. The fucking Michael Jordan, yeah, all that. Yeah, like Kevin I Garnett, yeah. hyperhidrosis. <laughs> yeah, hyperhidrosis. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, man. But he was he was mad sweaty like pretty early on, and you could tell he was he was a little bit blown up. But he never looked bad throughout the match. Like no. even despite that, like there was never a point where I was like, oh, he fucked that up because he was so tired. Yeah. Like he was still going. Um, and he was in there, I think, twenty something minutes. Which is, uh, I think, if you do the math, more than he's worked <laughs> all of last year. Yeah, but <laughs> okay, I, I understand that he was blown up and he was in there for a long time. But of of those twenty minutes, how much of it was him just like waiting on the next competitor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just waiting. Uh, okay, so yeah, I don't have a problem with I anything. Didn't say to make a good run a triathlon or anything. I'm no. just saying it was he was in there. Yeah, he better get ready because that, that match versus Drew, I feel like, is going to be a decent sized match as far as time goes. So he better fucking be ready. Yeah, for that. we'll see. Um, okay, so, as for predictions... Yeah, I like the way they ended it, too, teasing the, uh, like, oh, Roman might win, uh, like, they, I, it was smart of them to have Roman get Edge out, instead of having Drew come up and double Claymore both of them, because that way Roman takes all the heat for eliminating Edge, but and then everybody forget, just yeah, wants they instantly forget. Win. Yeah, they instantly forget when McIntyre wins, yeah, and it is a bigger pop, yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as the booking for the men's Royal Rumble... It made uh, it made a lot more sense than Raw the next night. Um, 
Absolutely. Fucking, uh, okay, so we have Edge's return. I posted um, on Twitter, I believe it was the next day. Um, oh, um, by the way, uh, Britt Baker's uh, tweet the next morning when she says, am I the only one humming Edge's theme? And I was like, no. <laughs> I fucking was singing the theme when I woke up, like word for word the theme. Like I had been listening to it for like a week straight, and all I did was hear – I mean, you didn't even hear the whole theme. You just heard the fucking yeah. homing because everybody was so fucking loud. Fucking Christina was trying to fucking uh, hand me something for something. I can't remember what it was. For my, I had a headache, and she was handing mm. me something to put on my fucking temples or some dumb shit. And while she's doing this, <laughs> while she's doing this, Edge Edge came out, and I'm like, get the fuck out of the way, Edge is back. And then, <laughs> so. Of course, the place fucking erupts, as they should. Yeah. They show all the uh, fans or whatever. You're breaking up a lot. I don't, and I'm not even moving the thing. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's, it's definitely me though. We'll see what happens in post. But uh, uh, talk, say something. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm just making sure you're clear. Um, but um, but they shoot to all the fans, and I understand it. Okay. The f you want to get all that reaction. You want to get the fans crying. You want to get the fans that are fucking mind-fucked because Edge really did show up. Um, we said it was a possibility, but on the show we didn't. We both didn't think it would happen when we were talking about the CM Punk Edge return rumors at uh, yeah. Royal Rumble. Um, apparently they did a lot of shit to hide Edge, by the way. Did you hear about all I think the shit we... they did? <clears throat> I didn't, but I, I think we did say that it was more likely that Edge would be there than CM Punk. Yeah, for sure. Um just based off of everything that we heard about him getting cleared and everything and yeah, whatever, um, stopping the podcast at the time that he did and everything else. But anyway, um, but yeah, his pop was fucking insane. Then they let him actually do something as a current Hall of Famer. They didn't give him the Kurt Angle treatment or the Sting treatment or whoever, whatever else you want to call it when you're already in the Hall of Fame and then you come back for a match and then you look like shit. Edge, Edge looked like he could potentially win the fucking world title again at some point. Yeah. Um, he was fucking He's in awesome. really good shape. Yeah, no shit. He was fucking awesome. Um, the brief thing with the RKO was awesome. Or rated R, team RKO rather. Team rated RKO, yeah. that was cool. Throwback. Um, what a lot of people miss because it happened so fast is when Edge threw out Rollins. That was the callback yeah. to the fucking thing where Rollins was saying he was going to crush or like basically right. he's end. Gonna kill him. Yeah, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill Edge. <laughs> yeah. He's going to give him the fucking stomp or whatever. Why he had the fucked up neck. That I mean, whole the whole last five was like one of the best pieces of storytelling they've booked in a rumble in a while. Dude, this because might be it the best really, Royal rumble of all time. It was really good. It's on my top five for the, this week. So yeah, um, it's on my top five. And, and I I would say rumbles don't normally. No, I, I we wouldn't. said that on the last show. I was like, I don't yeah. expect them to make it. But with the lackluster performances we had for the shows as far as wrestling matches go, both rumbles both rumbles made my top five actually. So well, the women's didn't make mine, but um, yeah. So the the storytelling in the last five was literally just here's Seth Rollins and all his old shit coming back to haunt him. Yeah, like. It was Roman Reigns who he turned on. It was Randy Orton who he'd had issues with in the authority. It was Edge who he threatened to kill. And it was McIntyre who had the whole program with back in March that sort of didn't really go anywhere because yeah. it was during the whole, like, um, McIntyre, Lashley, all that shit. Corbin, but, yeah. like, that yeah. – yeah, all that was never really resolved either. So 
he's standing in the middle of like his fucking ghost of Christmas past, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting the shit kicked out of him by all of them. Actually, was, I don't think McIntyre touched him. It was uh, it was it was like the Lesnar in the earlier of the show, but Rollins wasn't good enough to overcome it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, from start to finish, I I was like, okay, usually, usually I'll be dozing off in the Royal Rumble because these bigger shows are so long and usually when the men's Royal Rumble is last, there are low parts of this where everybody's just punching and kicking and there's a bunch of people in the ring. But this is the first one in so long where I was captivated from the beginning of the Rumble to the end of the Rumble where I was like just glued into the TV. I can't fucking pay attention to anything else. I'm not getting up to use the bathroom and getting something to eat. Like I'm watching this. It's fucking insane. Like do you see what the fuck Lesnar is doing? This is insane. Are they really going to let him do this to 29 fucking people? Then when McIntyre knocks him out, I was like, holy shit, McIntyre just fucking Claymore kicked him out of the fucking ring. Then it's, is Lesnar going to get back in the ring and fuck up McIntyre's chances? Then it's fucking Edge fucking comes back. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then it's like Edge has a legit shot to win this fucking thing. And then it was like kind of reminded me of my favorite Rumble was 2002 when Mr. Perfect came back and he was in the Final Four and he was fucking yeah. doing really good. And I was like, holy shit, are they really gonna let fucking Mr. Perfect win this shit? Same they kind should've. of concept with Edge. Um, yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so all that shit all the way to the fucking end, and then he throws out fucking or Edge throws out. Edge throughout Rollins, I believe. And then um, McIntyre and Roman go at it, and it was just fucking good. Um, all the way from start to beginning, uh, Edge coming out when you – everybody – we've all talked about it a million times now, but obviously we haven't had the show yet. But when Edge comes out and you see the smoke clear and you see his eyes, and this motherfucker's about to break down – in the fucking middle of the aisle before he even gets to the ring, before he even does his little thing with the fireworks. I almost fucking lost it. I teared up, but I didn't, like, drop any tears. But I had posted that tweet about moments where wrestling made you tear up or or cry, and I was like, there's only been four for me, and that's... They just returned on Sunday. Um, I guess you can kind of include... Monday into that as a combo type thing. I mean, I didn't really do it again, but you could see the emotion in his eyes again, especially when Randy was talking about his past issues and how Edge saved him. That seemed like it was legit. Like there was some truth to that. Um, but then, of course, it was when Daniel Bryan retired or had to retire. It was when HBK came back after the four years of his back thing with the NWO. I fucking went nuts. And the fourth thing was Edge retiring. So those were the, like the only four moments where I was like tears forming type shit. And I'm like, you could really see it in Edge's face. And I think, I think that combined with the, I mean, I think because he got the reaction that he did made his eyes do what they did in that very moment. Like, cause he was saying, or there was reports where, you know, everybody that's gone forever, especially when you're gone for almost a fucking decade, man, it's a whole new wave of WWE fans because they always have what the child fucking demographic. Right. Right. So, are they even going to know who the fuck I am is a legitimate concern for even Edge, who's won the fucking title double digits. He He's doesn't even most, know. Doesn't he have the most title reigns of everybody combined? Not world title, but no, all titles. All titles? Yeah, probably. I mean, his fucking tag team. Because his tag team IC, and his... Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking all of it. Yes, probably. It's some stuff. I think, I think it's him. Both world titles, because um, he had the SmackDown world title, which was the big gold belt from... WCW Flair days, yeah, mm -hmm. he had that a ton, and then he had uh, the spinner belt from John Cena trading that shit back and forth on Raw, so yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he had the most titles of all time, um, combined or whatever, uh, especially WWE anyway, um, but yeah, 
and then you got to go out there and you don't know if these fans are going to know who the fuck you are. Man, if it was quiet, I'd be like, bitches, do y'all know who the fuck I am? <laughs> that fuck that shit. Like, of course, so, of course, when he got the reaction, that probably was more than what he was even expecting. Uh, that just fucking brought everything okay. into, like, a, so a fucking great moment, except for, you know, the cameraman. But I just looked it up. It's it's Edge unless you count the hardcore title. If you count the hardcore title, it's Raven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many times did Raven have it? Uh, 27. So, like, he's got 32 total championships and 27 are the hardcore title. Um, Edge was okay, at 30. I was about to say, because doesn't Crash have the record for the most besides – yeah. Doesn't Crash have the record for more title or hardcore title reigns than Raven? But he just never won anything else. I think Crash did win the tag team titles once with Bob Holly, but I can't remember. So um, what the fuck else did Edge win, though? Uh, hold on. Yeah. I was so saying, Crash, right? Crash Holly is a 22-time hardcore champion, so no. Okay. Um, so, Edge. So, so no, what? Raven had it more times than him? Raven had it more times by five times. How come nobody ever um, acknowledges fucking Raven, then? They always talk about Crash, right. how many times he had it. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. Um, Edge had 12-time World Tag Team Champion, 7-time World Heavyweight Champion, 5-time Intercontinental Champion, 4-time WWE Champion, 2-time WWE Tag Team Champion, and 1-time United States Champion. So he's got 31 total title reigns. That's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking... I'm surprised he didn't have the European at any point. Yeah, considering that was when he was there. Yeah, and it was like sort of a... Yeah, Pretty, I'm did. almost positive Christian had it, yeah. Um, so Raven, if you include the hardcore title reigns, had how many? 32 total. He had 27, but it's because 27 of them were the hardcore title. Okay, so I do. I don't know. Do you have Raven stuff up in front of you? Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, what is his other reigns, though? Um, dun, dun, dun. Besides the hardcore. What the hell was his other seven or whatever it is? Uh, so there's uh, other five. five. So he's a two-time ECW champion, uh, one-time United States champion. Oh, okay. no, time. no, no! You can't what, count what? the ECW World. Are we talking? Okay, so what are you talking about? Because that wasn't WWE. It's the rebrand. Re 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 no, it wasn't. The rebrand. No, it wasn't. He never won the rebrand of the ECW World Title. I promise you. Hmm. So that should know. not That's count. No, that does not count. That doesn't. Those two don't count. And then what was the other ones? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, one-time United States, which okay. was probably in that WCW. Was WCW, yeah. Right. And one-time WCW Tag Team Champion, and then one-time WCW Light Heavyweight Champion. I mean, I guess we can – I don't know. I kind of want to count the WCW because they <clears throat> – well, because they used it, right? Yeah. So, well, so they, I mean, but they, they didn't use – now, they took a huge break from ECW. They never had the – ECW titles defended until it came back after a long hiatus when they did the one night stand shit, and Raven so. never won. Raven never won that. I'd still count it, but no, either I, way, no, I don't think I, Edge, I don't. I don't think I would count the hardcore title in any of this. So it's already fucking out the window. I, I would still say that Edge is top far and away. But, is it, but that's a pretty cool stat for Raven, even though, right? Like, well, it's, and, awesome. it's the fucking hardcore 30, title. I have the most title reigns of any fucking person in WWE history, and I only wrestled for fucking WWE for like three years. Yeah. Well, again, it was the hardcore title 27 times. I don't, I don't know that I'd really be too proud of it. Our truth has um, the 24-7 title fucking 34 times already. See, that's the other thing, too. This list was made in uh, in 2014, 
So since then, yeah, our truth, truth might actually be highest. Our truth is definitely the highest. If he has 34 just hardcore or just 24 seven. Does he? Has it been that many? Yeah. God damn. Well, anyway, I don't count that shit. I don't count hardcore. I don't count 24 seven <laughs> bullshit titles. Um. Okay. So. Edge's return plus all the way around except for cameraman. I feel bad for him. Not really though. And like that's it's not, the, not the cameraman's fault. It'd be the fucking producer's fault. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's true. I mean, there was 80 cameras on fucking Edge. You picked the wrong one to go to. So, uh, I mean, not only that, but you got it was probably Kevin Dunn, who nobody likes. <laughs> I guarantee like him, he's they like him the... more than George Berrios. And oh yeah, we'll get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good return. I like. I even liked what they did with um, I, the one complaint I had about the raw angle was just that it took too long. Like. There's a certain point where it's kind of like, all right, like nobody's gonna come out to help Edge. It's Edge. Nobody's gonna what are you come. Talking about? We're talking about Royal Rumble. I understand that. I'm saying his so I'm return. I'm not talking about that yet. I'm not talking about that yet because I got shit to say about that. Yeah, his, his Rumble return was fine. Was okay, good. Edge's return was fine. I was... count Raw as part of his return. No. But, okay. Drew winning was great. Yes. And out, what I predicted really came out of nowhere. Charlotte winning really came out of nowhere, but I predicted it. Come on, guy. I forced you into a prediction, and you said, okay, I guess I'm going to go with Drew. I said that makes the most sense. Because it did make the most sense. It made more sense than Reigns. Reigns didn't need to win it to have a fucking feud with The Fiend. No, Nobody who eliminated Brock needed to have it either. Needed to win it either. But yes, I liked it because it was different. But it was awesome because it was two months ago. He was literally nowhere in the fucking title picture of any title. And now the motherfucker's going to be main event in WrestleMania that fast, so that's pretty cool. That's what Royal Rumble's supposed to do, anyway. There's um, also a really cool, uh, a cool shot of him and Roman Reigns backstage afterward, where Roman was giving him a big hug. It was I cute. Just, I, just saw, I just saw the thing with him and Vince. Uh, Charlotte winning the Women's Royal Rumble, yay or nay? Uh, she did. It's another one of those things where if you interpret the point of the Royal Rumble to be to put somebody else at a like elevated level that they weren't at before, this obviously wasn't necessary. Um, but given the field, I think it, I think it made sense. I think it made more sense than Baszler. So I definitely disagree with that. There's no way Charlotte winning made it more sense than Baszler winning to go against Becky. Because okay. now Shayna has no inside track to make sense why Shayna should get a shot at fucking Becky. Right, because she's she has no business there, not yet. But Sorry, she's going to be fighting really Becky on... at fucking WrestleMania. So, uh. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's get into uh, a couple more parts of the Royal Rumble. Why I, – I, I really don't want to go ahead and pigeonhole you into this because I don't know your thoughts on it, but I kind of felt like you were going there a little bit earlier. What is the deal with Brian Alvarez, who I usually agree with, and his uh, two buddies – calling Naomi an idiot for okay. during the Royal Rumble because I'm so, pretty sure I don't like that at all. You're breaking up. Hold on. Hold on. You're breaking up. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I really hope it's like you. Go ahead. It wasn't Alvarez. Alvarez was shit. It was fucking Kenny and Freddie Martin. Mark comes there. Like literally the name is Mark. So it was 
it wasn't the worst of it wasn't what Brian Alvarez was saying. It was his dumbass friend Mark, who he has on like literally his name is Mark, so we could just you know. Is that the one with glasses? It's the idiot in the middle that looks like everybody on Earth could beat the shit out of him and take his lunch money. So this this kid Mark, who's a friend of Brian's, comes in after every Royal Rumble to give his dumbass Mark opinions. Um, so he only shows up for the Royal Rumble? The post-Royal Rumble show, yes, every year. Um, this is the Fuck only God. time he's ever on. And Okay. Yeah. Uh He's he's one of those like fucking know it all dorks that doesn't actually watch the product or anything like that. Um, so it was it was him saying like all the really bad shit. I, th- I think I think Alvarez pointing out that it's kind of an idiot move to to book that the way it was booked and to drag it out so long and to like take the approach that was taken. I think that's fine. I don't when you listen to the that text, I. Or with, when you listen to that conversation in context, I should say, um, it it didn't sound to me like he was saying Naomi is an idiot. It was more like the booking of this is something that like an idiot would come up with. I don't think that it was all Naomi's idea, or if it was, the timing of it probably wasn't. But the Mark kid is the one who said the stupid shit about, oh, come on, motherfucker, you gotta blah, blah, blah. Naomi would beat the shit out of that kid. Yeah. Like, so the whole thing was just over the top as far like you can complain about a spot without going that far with it or without like personally insulting the person involved in exactly the spot. that's what i was going to ask you I, we've had this podcast for a while now right i've had a podcast for years now at least in some form i have never once ever called a fucking an actual fucking member of the roster an idiot in any kind of way now, I'll call their characters idiots. Yeah. Like, like, if they do some idiot shit, like, oh, Baron Corbin out there like an idiot getting fucking shit in his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but that's this one guy, thing. But what I'm saying, this guy's coming off across, yeah. like, Naomi has, like, Naomi has a fucking, uh, a choice in right. what the fuck she's doing to make you calling her specifically an idiot when every time Kofi or Naomi or Shelton Benjamin did their little spots in the Royal Rumble and came back in, guess what happened? They immediately got thrown out. It happens every time. So why yeah. is Naomi more of an idiot this year for yeah, for doing it? Yeah, I know. She's not. That's what I'm saying. The, I, I love Naomi, and that's fucking ridiculous. You're complaining because Naomi got more fucking TV time, basically, is what you're doing. There was a dumb. I mean, there was there was a bit of a dumb aspect to the spot where it was just like she stayed out there way too long. Um, and then when she was she trying did, to figure like, out how to get back in, that was the thing. But she's made that jump before, so it was kind of like, eh, okay. But the other thing about it is too, you could always just spin that as it's fucking smart to stay on the outside. Yeah. You wanna you wanna waste time. You want other people to get thrown out before you yeah, go back. I would have stayed so, out there until the final. I, yeah, I would have taken there. a fucking nap on the table. <laughs> That would have been a good spot. Just fucking get get fucking Michael Cole to go get you a blanket. Take a nap right on the table. Yeah. That's my Royal Rumble spot. Um, yeah, just the way that that was all approached was just very uh, irritating to me. Because um, the, the idea that it's like – that it's any reflection of the person playing the part is just fucking – it's irritating. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah, I didn't like it either, and uh, that's why I asked you first because I saw – the video, but I didn't click it because I didn't want to get pissed off. But then I read the quotes of it, and of course, if you read the text, you know it can be uh, different from how per- people say it or whatever. But that, well, if that's the guy that said it or whatever, he don't need to be on any more 
Ryan Alvarez shows, and that's that's just how that has to be. I don't give a fuck if he's only on once a year. He's on zero times a year from now on because that's fucking stupid. You People... don't call a, t- a member of their roster a talent somebody that's fucking busting their ass, and she probably busted her ass to get back. And she finally comes back, and she does one of her cool fucking spots, and she's standing on the fucking – you're telling her that she's an idiot. Like, that's fucking stupid. Like, shut the fuck up. And I was really hoping Brian Alvarez was the one to say it because I've seen some shit that he's done in wrestling, and he's fucking terrible. So – He's not great. Um, he should not be saying shit about anybody. Well, there's one clip that gets passed around to him a lot where he's, like, running the ropes, and he's, like, doing it really slow or whatever. And that's taken out of context because he's selling his leg in that clip. So there's a reason that he's, like, stomping awkwardly instead of doing a proper rope run. Then but, he shouldn't have been yeah. running to the rope at all. That's an idiot move if your yeah, leg hurts. no shit. If your leg hurts, why are you taking an Irish whip, idiot? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So that's the last I don't people. Just Those fall are the... down or start limping. Those are the three last people that need to be fucking calling anybody an idiot on anything that they do. I can't believe – like, just when I heard it, I was like, really? You're calling somebody that has no control over the spots at all. Right. An idiot. Like, you think everybody just wouldn't be sitting on the fucking tables if they could? Be like, hey, whoever wins tonight, we're just going to let y'all decide. Yeah. D- guess what, Naomi? I'm Everybody's fucking going pulling the under table. the bottom rope. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're, you're an idiot for even thinking that she had a choice in the matter. That guy right. never needs to be on their show again. Um, <laughs> and I, I also thought, oh, I don't know why I forgot, but another tweet I had about the MVPs of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view – I said number one was Edge, not because 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 of the return, obviously, and how big it was and everything, but then what he did in the Rumble as well. See, like usually a big return like that, they don't get as much time as he got, especially for what he was gone for. And then you let him do all that in the ring, which I thought was awesome. And he well, had a legitimate chance. He's actually there. He's not like a he's not like a Hall of He's supposed to be there for a few years. Yeah, it's a three year deal. I'll get into yeah. that. I'll get into that later, but it's not. He's he's more on like a like a Daniel Bryan fucking Chris Jericho WWE contract than he is a fucking AJ Styles contract. He's not like full full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but he got to do stuff. They made him look like something. Like they automatically have another main eventer now. Basically, is how I view it. Um, yep. So he's the number he's number one for me for me as far as MVP of the night. Number two was uh. I think I had it tied between Lesnar and uh, Drew McIntyre because if it wasn't for Lesnar doing what he did, I promise you McIntyre wouldn't have got the ovation that he got. Yeah, if I was thinking too, if you had McIntyre come out second and do the exact same thing, yeah, there would have been a reaction because it would have been a big pop to get Lesnar out so quick, yeah. but it wouldn't have been nearly as satisfying. So really the MVP, I guess I could lump in Lesnar, the 13 dudes he threw out, and McIntyre all together. And whoever had the fucking brain to book that because it yeah. was smart. Yeah, that was really smart because um, you had all these people on Twitter like, oh my god, this is the worst Rumble ever. I can't because of le- they because they hate fucking Brock Lesnar basically. Well, I, I texted you in the middle. I was like, I'm not sure if I love this or hate this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about it. I wasn't like I wasn't. But it sure made you keep it. watching it, though, is what I'm saying. Like, right. No one turned it off. They wanted to see if WWE was really going to go through with it, or if somebody was going to throw this motherfucker out. And if so, who? Because the people that he was throwing out were like legit people. So. Yeah. Um, oh, I, that's I another thing, by the way. When we were talking last week about the guys in the Rumble that could actually win it, Otis mm-hmm. wasn't there. Tucker wasn't there. Obviously, Edge came back. MVP came back. Like, the, like it was even a better roster of the 30 men that we even thought going in 
Yeah. Um, th- well, okay. So here's here's my counter to that. You could have had a couple more like lower tier guys go in there instead of fucking John Morrison. Why are you having John Morrison go in and get immediately thrown out? I, I mean, well, I'm my my devil ad my devil's advocate argument has always been that all those guys are putting over Drew McIntyre, not Lesnar. Not, or not just Lesnar, rather. I, I just think Morrison was a bad choice for him. I'm fine with everybody else except for Morrison. Morrison, he just came back. You can, you know you can build him as a top fucking guy because he's been a top guy in other companies in the eight years he's been gone. Isn't that crazy? John I, Morrison was gone uh, less time than Edge. Yeah, well, I feel yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I feel like fucking when Lesnar threw him out, I'm pretty sure. I feel like if you look at the spot that Morrison was supposed to do something, because yeah. of his parkour shit, and it just didn't happen. Well, he always has, like, a... He, yeah. I mean, that's where that started. The Kofi shit, it was... Morrison was doing that stuff first. Mm, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure so with Benjamin, the Rumble? Benjamin was doing it first. Yeah, you can say Benjamin, too. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, John Morrison used to be known for his Royal Rumble exit spots in the same way that Kofi yeah. is now. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. He's the one that did the wall thing like Naomi did. Yeah. He did it first, yeah. Um... Uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, oh, and then the third, else, oh, oh. the third MVP would have been, um, for me, was Beth Phoenix. The shit that she did, she was in there forever, was bleeding from the back of the fucking head. She was bleeding so much from the back of the head from the elbow that she took from Bianca Belair. I guess she was up on the – what I read was she was up on the turnbuckle. Bianca Belair gave her an elbow, and then she oversold it and didn't know where she was and hit her head on the back of the fucking ring post and got busted yep, open. that's what happened. Okay, yep. so it wasn't it wasn't Bianca's fault at all. No, 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 for sure. For the record. Um, okay. By the way, she's my last MVP in the top five or whatever it is of my MVP listing for Royal Rumble. She's You've got a whole list of MVPs in the Rumble, and not one of them is MVP. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so but what Beth Phoenix did with the amount of time that she was in the Rumble, everybody talks about how long Bianca was in there. Beth was in there for a long ass time. Beth is a fucking part time at best, whatever you want to call her, uh, wrestler and. She was bleeding so much in the back of her head that her fucking extensions were turning fucking red. She looked, she looked like fucking Ric Flair. Yeah, it was bad. And you and I know if you pay attention to the fucking million refs on the outside, and that's why there's a million refs out there because they're all calling spots. They're all fucking checking on people that they think might be hurt, aka AJ Styles and Beth Phoenix. And oh, you could man. see, you could see Beth Phoenix. <laughs> like fuck, no, I'm not getting thrown out. They want her out of there, and she was like, no, it's not happening. Um. AJ did the same thing, of course. AJ hurt himself. He already took full responsibility for it in case anybody started coming after Edge for some reason. But uh, oh, he fucking I mean, over-rotated like a motherfucker. Flips, doing the flip spot on the spear like that is is weird anyway. I mean, I know he never, he's never taken it from Edge in his defense. And Edge gets a yeah. little bit lower to the ground than everybody yeah. else. Edge does more of like a... Like a like a tackle. It's, it just, yeah, it's like a clothesline to your yeah, to yeah. your midsection more than it is like yeah, a spear. So, and, but he holds on to you too, so you're not really supposed yeah. to flip. And right. he fucking landed on his left shoulder or whatever the fuck it was. And see, I thought it was his uh, – I thought it was something else. I think I thought it was his fucking neck or something because he tried to do the backflip spot. And you could see right before they cut that it did not go the way he wanted it to. And yeah. uh, Christina told me that it was his arm, and I was like, really? I was like, his arm? Like, there ain't no way it was his arm, but yeah, it was his fucking left arm. It was yeah, the angle but... when he stand, stood back up. He fucking landed right on his shoulder. 
uh, he was to be, being told by the officials, get the fuck out because he was like, I can't continue. Well, oh, no, no. Okay, this is this is 100% credit to Corbin. This, here's If you rewatch that, here's what happens. Corbin comes into the ring. He's he's next in the line or whatever. He comes in. He goes over to do a, a quick spot with AJ. AJ okay. stops him. And he's like, hey, man, I'm fucking hurt. Corbin realizes, okay, AJ's fucking hurt. You mean he, the like, long punch? He did that one long punch in yeah, the center? Yeah, he, he had it back. Oh, punch. really cocking it back while we had yeah. this conversation. And then, pow, now I'm leaving you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, and then he immediately, instead of being like, okay, AJ needs to get out. But it doesn't make any sense for me to be the one to throw AJ out. I should get somebody else to throw him out that it would actually make sense to throw him out or go with the original plan for who was supposed to throw him out. He he knocks down AJ, immediately walks across the ring, goes to Edge, and tells Edge, like, hey, you need to go throw AJ out. He's fucking hurt. Like, Corbin handled that really well if you rewatch it. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, even – okay, even when Edge throws him out, we all know that that's not how AJ is going out. You know what I'm saying? So we all knew something was up. Even if you weren't paying attention text, to the referees. I texted you right when it happened. I yeah. said, AJ's deaf hurt, uh, took that spear trying to flip, but was too low. But, uh, yeah. But, anyway, the refs, the refs in that spot, they can only talk to whoever's in front of them. So, you got 20 fucking refs on the outside and, tw- like, fucking 10 guys in the ring. To to have that happen the way it happened so smoothly, I guess, uh, was pretty good to, for everybody involved, honestly. Um, but, anyway, so Edge goes over there and he just tosses him out. Right. And of course, as soon as that happens, I'm like, yeah, AJ's definitely hurt because there ain't no fucking way they're just going to let somebody just throw out AJ randomly in the match, like with no fight whatsoever. With the OC still in. Yeah. So it's the other big tell. Yeah. And then, of course, it changes everything at the end, too, probably because I'm almost positive AJ was supposed to get thrown in or thrown out way later with Edge. um, Edge throwing him out. um, I, I mean, I'm trying to compare it to something like like Austin throwing out. Mr. Perfect in 2002 or whoever the fuck threw him out. I can't remember. Kurt Angle maybe. Yeah, I I'm sure there was supposed to be a bigger spot. But yeah, it was supposed to be a bigger thing. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be Edge versus AJ at WrestleMania, not Edge versus Orton. But of course that all changed later. Um, or at least a triple threat. I don't know. Well, um, his shoulder's separated, so he'll be out a little bit, but it's not like super long. But he's, I mean, AJ's, AJ's an old dude. Like, he doesn't look it necessarily, but he's been around a long ass time. Yeah, him, Samoa Joe, Robert Roode, all of, all those TNA guys he's in are old. Forties. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. All, I don't I mean, know how many injuries. A lot of these guys, guys don't know that these guys fucking wrestled for TNA for twelve years before they fucking came over there. They've been around. AJ Styles was in WCW. So, a lot of people don't understand that kind of shit. But yeah, they're all yeah. old. Um, but the, what 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 AJ does? He's basically. He's basically the modern, I guess, version of Chris Jericho is basically what you could say. Like Chris Jericho right after Chris Jericho because he's been doing this for how long and he's still that good. Um, But yeah, so anyway, so AJ Samojo, Robert Roode, James Storm in NWA, they're all that old, man. They've all been there forever. Um, It's just that AJ does still does crazy shit, does the same shit. Um, He's not a ground and pound uh, typical traditional wrestler like the other guys. Um, and then the other thing was, um, I didn't like the Santina spot. I don't, yeah. I get it, I guess, as far as a WWE standpoint, but I don't get it as far as a 2020 standpoint. Like it was not an edge thing. It was not even a Beth Phoenix thing. Like it's not a callback. I, I mean, it got a huge pop, so I'm not going to fucking hate on it too much. So they fucking remembered who it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know why edge was fucking nervous. 
if Edge, if the Women's Royal Rumble comes on first and every, and Santina got that fucking pop, dude, dude, you're getting a fucking pop. Like, I don't understand that. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I thought it would have been a lot more funny if, like, Great Khali came dressed out trying to get Beth Phoenix for Beth Phoenix getting him out in, in the Rumble. That would have been funnier to me as far as, like, a comedy that's, standpoint. Yeah, but that's such an obscure callback. Oh, I think, Who it's, a, I think it's a better callback than the Santina thing. I don't like the. I mean, I mean the, the Santina thing I, was dumb. I, it was all dumb. Uh, it just there's no uh, there's no reason to take somebody's legitimate spot in the rumble to do a comedy style like that. Like it's it's occasionally okay. Like if if you're lost. Yeah, the other thing I didn't like, um, uh, I don't know. It was, I mean, the women's Royal Rumble wasn't that bad, honestly. It's just that one spot is what I really didn't like, honestly. Um. I really, yeah. I didn't, really didn't like Charlotte winning the whole thing. Right, but I, I, I mean, say. I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not like, oh, fuck, WWE, I'm canceling my network. Uh, so, I mean, I get it. And I already said that she was going to win one and that I wouldn't be shocked if she won this one because her dad won it. So, I mean, they've been doing everything with Charlotte that her dad's done. So it doesn't shock me at all that she won. I just think it would have been made way more sense storyline-wise for Shayna to win and go against Becky. Well... Of course, we had this conversation, I believe, already. But what if Charlotte picks Rhea Ripley? Yeah, uh, she could do that. I just, I, I don't know how long that program really makes sense. Like they, they might be looking at doing that for a couple different reasons. A, they don't want the belt taken off of, uh, off of Becky, and B, they don't want to sort of drag Charlotte down by putting her back in the SmackDown title picture, which honestly is pretty fucking lame right now. Um, it, well, it's it'd be something the, like it's just the two because Shasha keeps getting fucking hurt. Yeah, or is still hurt rather. I don't know. Clearly, she's yeah. hurt. There ain't no way Sasha wouldn't be in that fucking Royal Rumble if if she was healthy, or she wasn't right. hurt, or whatever, whatever. However you want to look at it, but yes, she would have been in there if she was healthy. I promise you. There's no way you're leaving Sasha fucking Banks out of the Royal Rumble. Also, I'm pretty sure she was announced for the Royal Rumble and then she didn't show up. Well, so you have, well, I mean, she was there. You know what I'm saying. She wasn't in it. Uh, so you have, um, I think Kelly Kelly, Molly Holly, Santina were the surprises. I can't really remember anybody else right off the top of my head. Tamina, kinda. So yeah, sorta. I didn't really understand that either. Um, I mean, it made Where sense for Bianca. Where the hell's Nia lately? She's been hurt. She fucked up both her knees at the same time or some shit, or both okay. her ACLs or something. Yeah. I think she's getting a lot better though. She's uh, been posting dancing videos on Instagram with Charlotte Flair, so she must be doing a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. She should be back soon, hopefully. But yeah, uh, then of course you had so you got Nia out, Sasha out, Io Shirai out, um, Rhea Ripley wasn't in it, um, Kaylee Ray wasn't in it, Piper Niven wasn't in it. So I mean that's seven chicks right there. So I mean like you were saying. Uh, maybe their roster is or the roster's thin. I don't think it's thin. It's just that either people were hurt or they're tied up with other stuff as far as titles. So it wouldn't really make sense for Rhea Ripley to be in the Royal Rumble, especially if you're going to go Charlotte versus Rhea at WrestleMania. Now, unless you wanted to have Charlotte throw out Rhea, right? That would have been kind of cool, and that would have made more sense storyline-wise. Because the problem you're going to have with the Charlotte Rhea thing is getting Charlotte to go from SmackDown to NXT off and on for the next couple months to build this up. Well, Andrade is suspended right now, so he can just yeah. go with her. It don't matter. Yeah, I mean, they probably live in Florida anyway, right? Everybody does. Uh, yeah. They all yeah, live in knows. Tampa. Like, everybody in WWE lives in Tampa somehow. Uh, Either that or fucking Vegas, yeah. 
Drew does too, I believe. Drew lives mm-hmm. in Tampa. Because um, he was talking about how his hometown crowd over there in Scotland and the UK or whatever, and then he was actually fighting for the title in his hometown here in the US because he lives in Tampa against Lesnar. Um, anyway, yeah, big moment for a lot of people this Sunday. It was crazy. Um, okay, so here's the thing. We didn't get Walter in the Men's Royal Rumble, but we did get Keith Lee. But we did kind of get, uh, kind of get Matt Riddle, but it was after <laughs> Lesnar already got thrown out, and we found out later why that might be. And uh, so I guess we'll go after, we'll go ahead and get into the stiff shots, and we'll go over that right quick, um, and then we'll go into our AEW NXT stuff. Uh, but uh, we'll go into stiff shots before we take our first official break. <laughs> Um, Lesnar and Riddle altercation at the Royal Rumble backstage. Apparently, they walked by each other. Lesnar definitely knows who he is. Stops him and says, Hey, you might want to keep my name out your mouth because it's never going to happen. Uh, they said Matt Riddle played it kind of cool, like laid back, like basically what he is. Um, always laid back and shit. Uh, and there was really no like scuff, scuffle or anything like that. Uh, but thoughts on that? And then Matt Riddle's still saying shit anyway later. And then apparently NXT people telling the NXT roster, hey, stop calling out main roster guys on social media. All that. But I thought they were all equal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. no. <laughs> not, not, yeah. After, not after Survivor Series, they're not. No, not after Survivor Series. Wait, 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 um, like, hey, man, hey, man, we won uh, Survivor Series. I can talk right? about whoever the fuck I want. <laughs> I'll call them out because they should be calling me out. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Riddle thing a few times, and I, I'm still in the same place with it. Like, I I don't mind him as a wrestler or anything like that, but he's just way – he's talking way beyond what he's done. Um, and he's even talking beyond what he's done in, like – everybody has this idea that, like, oh, Matt Riddle's this badass former UFC fighter. He could beat the shit out of anybody backstage and all this Matt Riddle wasn't even top 10 in a weak welterweight division when he was there in 2013. This is a welterweight division before Connor was there, before Masvidal was there, like before Condit was there, like before uh Iran or goddamn what's his name? Romana, Irana, I don't remember. Before he was there, like we're not like it was a, I think Woodley had just started like 2 weeks before Riddle had started like this was not a top welterweight division that he was in and he couldn't even crack top 10 in it. Josh Koscheck was fucking eighth i think in the welterweight division when riddle was there and riddle couldn't get top 10 in this division so everybody talking like riddle's this badass fucking mma fighter like he really wasn't he was he was a journeyman at best so that shit needs to stop and it needs to stop in his attitude because it comes across from him like oh like he's got this mentality like he's on brock lesnar's level and he's not he was never a fucking like ufc champion he was never even close he hasn't done nearly as much in the business. He's not as much of a draw. I get the idea, like, oh, I want to put my name out there and I want to, I want to call people out so that I sound like, uh, so that I get attention and like it's hype and like whatever. But there's a different, like the way wrestling works. It, there's a, there's a respect to it and like a a reverence for the people that came before you that he just doesn't have and it's rubbing people the wrong way and he needs to fucking stop. Yeah, he's getting backstage cheap. They said he's got a lot of backstage heat, and that's why he had the quick exit in the Royal Rumble. Um, but then, of course, then later on on NXT, he wins the Dusty Classic anyway. So with the NXT circle, I think he's very well, well respected. They're, they're but, not, they're not going to punish Pete Dunne for him being a fuck up either. Well, I think they're. I think well, now that I think about it more, I think that might be why they put him with Pete Dunne. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe Pete Dunne is there to ground him, kind of like Edge grounded Randy Orton type deal. I don't know. You never know. Like, And I love their on-screen chemistry, by the way. Fucking hilarious. And they had another thing on. I don't know if you watch it or not or if you've seen it. They had a little interview on The Bump on WWE Network. And they were on there, and it was – I mean, that was probably – this first episode I watched, but a lot of people were saying that was the best episode so far. They had Drew McIntyre on there after he had just won the Royal Rumble. Um, he was there, and they talked to like a bar owner in Scotland or whatever. Then their reactions, yeah. they, they had the video reaction of when he won, and everybody went nuts or whatever. And they, anyway, later on in the show, they had a, like, a little small interview with uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne talking about the Dusty Cup that was coming up. And my God, dude, that shit was so funny. That was the funniest shit ever. I don't know how Pete Dunne didn't break like character because you know how he's trying not to smile the whole time and yeah. it was so funny and they were so they're talking about t- talking about riddle about the royal rumble and his quick exit and when he came in and all this stuff he was like man i would like to come out number two but you know random draw bro <laughs> i was like oh my <laughs> god it's so funny like he clearly just fucking blasted creative like just say like y'all know y'all motherfuckers know it's not a goddamn random draw. You know I wanted to be number two. You know I wanted to go against Lesnar. They wouldn't let they wouldn't let me. That's basically what he said. It was fucking awesome. But him and Pete playing off of each other is great, and I hope they actually stay together for a while. And uh, maybe it does help them as far as backstage politics go. I don't I don't yeah. care what people say on social media, unless it's racist or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like him calling out Brock Lesnar. It's like okay, so I get the difference between the two, but. Undertaker never really wanted to have the match with Sting. But Sting keeps fucking calling out The Undertaker on social media saying, I want to have this match, I want to have this match, this is the last match I got to That's the same concept. I understand that Sting is way above Riddle and Undertaker is way above Lesnar technically, I guess. But it's the same concept. Like, I don't have a problem with someone saying on social media, and clearly he's not saying that he can fucking beat Brock Lesnar in a real fight. He's just saying in the context of pro wrestling, he would like to be the one to end Brock Lesnar's career. The dude's not going out there saying, hey, I want to injure this motherfucker for real. He's trying to get his name out there. I don't have a problem with him getting his name out there. He won't, he don't, a lot of people don't want to be on NXT. Velveteen Dream's been trying to get called up for how long? The motherfucker had called me up, Vince, on his fucking tights, for fuck's sakes. By the way, did you watch NXT all the way through? Uh, Yeah, I did. Okay, who do you think the little promo packet, the vignette was for? Do you think that's Ember Moon, or do you think it's Velveteen Dream? I think it's Dream coming back. Yeah? Yeah. Because I know Ember, Ember, Ember Moon's injury is significant, and she said on WWE backstage uh, like a month and a half ago maybe um, that she was going to be out for a while. And But those are those were three moons, and it would not shock me to have Ember Moon come back to NXT because they weren't doing nothing with her on SmackDown anyway or Raw. So I could see either one happen, and a lot of people were saying Dream, and I was like, yeah, but why would they use three moons like that if it's going to be Velveteen Dream? But then you understand that he's got the three, he's got the three, he's got the three guy glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I think they did that by design, by the way, the way that they shot the three, because they make it look like moons so that you don't know if it's going to be one of the two. So I think that's kind of cool, so you don't really know who it's going to be. It's not as obvious, but yeah, I think it's going to be Velveteen Dream as well. Um, Maybe they come back as an intergender tag team. What what does Velveteen Dream do when he comes back though? You already got Champa with uh, Cole basically, and you got Keith Lee and Roderick Strong probably gonna fight again, and then of course uh, Dominic beat Damian Priest. So where the fuck does Velveteen Dream fit on all this? Does he just go after? Is he the next the world title? What? World title. World. 
or heavyweight. Yeah, NXT, the main title. Adam NXT Cole versus Champa. I understand is... that, but after that. No, 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 not after that, because we're talking about if he's coming back this week, this week coming up, and you got till fucking WrestleMania weekend when TakeOver is, or whatever the fuck it is, like three weeks away, when is he going to fit in after that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, so do you don't think you don't think Champa's uh, winning against Adam Cole? Uh, I think Champa's winning, but okay. Then... Well, if Champa wins, Adam Cole's getting a rematch. Yeah, maybe. So, so you got Velvet Dream. The only thing I could think of to slot him in quickly is probably Finn Balor, because of Finn Balor's whole thing. About how everybody, he's going after everybody that's super popular in NXT since he's been gone, basically. So he's got Gargano first, and then I wouldn't be shocked if Velveteen Dream was next, because obviously Velveteen Dream. Yeah, but they're not going to bring they're not going to bring Dream back just to lose. Okay, then don't have him lose. See, but that doesn't make any sense for Balor. If Balor's going to do this program where he's like, he's he's on this fucking warpath against popular guys in NXT or whatever, you can't have him lose a second major feud. Well, it's NXT, so I think you can't have him lose his second major feud. And he can easily attack Velveteen Dream after the match or whatever to keep his heat. It's not that big of a deal. And you also can have 50-50 booking like they always do in WWE. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think. I mean, it's not like Velveteen Dream can't take a loss either. He loses a lot. Yeah. Um, it's the same way with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, when he first came in, he beat Cassius Ono a couple times. And then, like, he loses the Velveteen Dream. He lost to Adam Cole. He lost to, um, shit, I just went blank. Uh, I think he lost to Roderick Strong, too, but I'm not positive. But anyway, but he had amazing matches every time. So it didn't really hurt. As long as Velveteen Dream goes out there and has a really good match with Finn Balor, if he loses, it's not that big of a deal for Velveteen Dream. Mm. I think the Velveteen Dream-Matt Riddle match was probably one of the my favorite matches in the last five years easy. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but it was awesome. Uh, some more slow shots. Go ahead. I just feel like it's time for Dream to get called up already. Like I, the problem with him in NXT still is there's not really a whole lot left for him to do. But they're not really. He calling, doesn't. They're not really considering it a call up anymore either. Yeah, no. But I, I think he would fit in good on Raw. Like that's one of the few guys that I'm looking at in NXT. Like, okay, he could, he could definitely stay just as over on the main roster. Eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, with I it's, mean with it's all the kids, very and stuff, eh, I get that, but no, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be the same. Now, I think if you took NXT on the road, like this George Barrios fucking situation, um, you think that's what it was about? No, I know what it was about. It was about them not growing their product and right. their live attendance being fucking super down, even though they said that it was going to bounce back and it didn't. So they're both out. What I'm saying is replace the live shows that you've just now cut back to piss everybody off and replace them with like NXT fucking bigger audiences for their weekly show. Here's the thing about – okay, so from a – just from a practical point of view too, I think it would be fucked up if your NXT management to have all these guys signed on to NXT, many of whom probably decided to go there and sign there and stay there. Uh, when their contracts came back up, because they want to be in one place, like they want to just be in Florida, they yeah, don't want like to do the road Ballard. shit. <laughs> yeah, like a and, Ben Ballard. And then be like, okay, well, by the way, guys, you guys have to do road shows now. I think that's fun. No, 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 no. I'm not saying road shows. I'm not talking about live shows. Like, I'm not talking about the house shows. 
I just understand about the weekly, that. Paper, just the same I, thing like AEW is doing right now, basically. I I still think that's fucked. Like, if I signed a contract under the assumption that I was going to be staying in one place, not have to deal with travel, not have to deal with bullshit, and then you tell me all of a sudden, oh, by the way, your job is fucking ninety percent travel now, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, it'd be like I'm almost okay, positive so you know, that's I, in the contract, though. I'm almost positive a lot of people will sign up and then they're like, hey, if we need you on Raw or SmackDown, you could be used for Raw or SmackDown. I'm that's a lot positive. different than you're going to be traveling every week now. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're going to be used on Raw or SmackDown, you're traveling. I'm talking about like getting called up. All those people are either already have that shit in their contract or already know that's gonna that's gonna happen. And also NXT already does they already do live shows as well. Just so you know. Well, you got you got people like Champ who definitely I don't even think he wants to ever be called up. So I don't know, man. I I just I feel like if okay at my job you know I work from home or whatever. If my company all of a sudden called me into a fucking meeting tomorrow and said, hey, by the way, you have to come into the office every day, uh, like twice a week now, or, you know, whatever, every week, twice a week, I would tell them to go fuck themselves, and I would go find another job. That's not what I signed up for. So, I don't know, man. Such is life. Maybe that, I, mean, I mean, it's wrestling. What did you think was going to happen? The thing that I signed on for, which was working at one spot. That, and one I promise week. you that's not in a WWE contract. I promise you they got shit in that contract where that – they can point to him and be like, "Hey, you signed this." I I'm I'm fucking guarantee it's in there. They have the dumbest shit in their contracts where if you get hurt, you get time added on. I mean, I promise you they got it in there where motherfucker, you're going to be traveling if we need you to travel. They know what the fuck they signed. Yes, they were going to get mad. Of course they're going to get mad or some of them anyway, not all not everybody. But fucking I'm pretty sure Finn Balor wanted to go to back to NXT so badly so he didn't have to travel as much because he was getting burnt out. I mean, I understand. That it's with some of the guys. But they still know. If I'm calling you, if I need you, Finn Balor, to come back up to the main roster, you're coming back up to the fucking main roster. I, I mean, I'm talking less about Finn Balor and guys like that would have signed there, and that's the first place they've been. Like, uh, like an Adam Cole, or like a fucking Keith Lee, or people like that. Where I don't think there, I don't think it's as big as an issue as you think it is, as far as that goes. No. But who knows? We'll see know. if they decide to do it. All right, but anyway, uh, so, I mean, quick thoughts since we already brought it up, the George Berrios and uh, Michelle, what's-her-face, getting basically the axe. Wilson, I think, but yeah. yeah um... no, I was going to say that. I didn't want to be wrong, but anyway, they get the axe. Their stock plummets, of course. What do you think about all that? It depends on why it's happening, because the, the way that they made it sound was like, there was some creative difference of opinion about how the company. Yes, I know. I yeah, know. but like, what would that be? So you've you've only got a few different things that could be right. So it's either going to be like a digital strategy, or it's going to be like somebody was upset that funds were getting fucking funneled into XFL, or like. Uh, yeah, but they weren't getting funneled into there because he took out a whole separate entity for that. So he doesn't have that problem. Or I think the problem was, in my opinion, of course, we don't know. Uh, I think it has something to do with, you know, when they said the growing the company thing, where Barrios and Wilson wanted to put more emphasis on trying to get attendance into live shows, yet the live shows kept fucking plummeting down, 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 down. And Vince is like, you know, that's not fucking working. I'm tired of listening to y'all. I got my own path. Y'all don't want to listen to it, but I'm Vince. You're not. Bye. See, the live shows is such a dumb... But they're losing a lot of money on that shit. 
Right. So why would you try to? It's it's sunk cost fallacy. Because oh, Vince point. went for it. I guess they fucking talked Vince into trying to do it, and then it didn't work. And then Vince said, "Okay, I'm done listening now." No, but I'm saying at this point, why would they still be trying to argue for it? I'm. What do you mean, still trying to argue for it? I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't know that they did, but they could just be wrong. And Vince don't want them to be wrong no more, so he fucking lets them go. And I'm gonna bring fucking new people in. It's Vince McMahon we're talking about here. The way that that press release sounded, it sounded like this was something that just came up. It wasn't like a. It, it sounded like it was a, a current yeah, disagreement. I mean, it's that, weird. Like, just it's happened. super weird that it happened way before WrestleMania. Usually, this kind of shit happens like after WrestleMania. Uh, not leading up to WrestleMania. So yes, I agree that, that it's weird timing, but you also have to remember that Vince has been back and forth between the XFL, which starts like fucking next week, by the way. So if he had any fucking balls, he would start it the same night as the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> considering that there are supposed to be squads for the NFL, I don't think that's going to happen. You know what's funny is uh the he with with AEW, he's like I'm going to fucking run my program straight against them. With the NFL, he's like, ah, I'm just going to wait till their whole fucking playoffs are over, and then I'll start my thing. That's because this ain't WWE. This ain't really his thing. Like, he has the probably the most stock and most money put into it, but there's a lot of other motherfuckers he has to listen to on the XFL thing where he doesn't have to listen to them on the WWE thing. It's completely different. But, yeah, I mean, also the XFL is looked at as a summer league, spring league, whatever, and it's basically the fucking, like, a step up from college you could consider it semi-pro, basically. NFL teams are going to take guys from this league, is what they're doing. It's just like a second-chance league, basically. It's not anything that's supposed to be competition to the NFL. That's mm. what that's. And they've already said this a few times, especially after the AAF uh, tried to start a year before them, rushed their shit, and then didn't even complete their season. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so let's see. Uh, we got the Edge rumor is that he signed a three-year deal and will either go against Orton or will go against Orton at WrestleMania 36 now that we've seen Raw. And deal is for $3 million a year if he can have three matches minimum and he has agreed to do five a year. So that's his contract. He only has to do three to get the $3 million, but he's agreed to do five a year. That's pretty light. 20, I think it said 24... 25, 26 something appearances to help build up those five or three matches, whatever happens first. Because uh, he might do three and not feel good and then might say, okay, I'm not doing the other two this year. Uh, Sasha Banks obviously still appears to be injured. Um, oh, her spot was given to Kelly Kelly, by the way. They actually had Kelly Kelly backstage and a lot of alternates backstage. Of course, Undertaker was also backstage, but he didn't get used. Um... Tom Phillips is apparently replacing Vic Joseph on Raw commentary, and also Byron Saxon is now on Raw commentary as well. I don't understand the need to replace Vic Joseph as he sounded pretty much a carbon copy of fucking Michael Cole, so I don't know how they didn't love that. Mm. Um, Gorillas of Destiny defeated Finn Juice in Atlanta to win back the IWGP Tag Team titles. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't know how I feel about that, because it's kind of... Random. I think, I think they just needed a title change because they don't want – I mean because they're going to be in America, right? So you're coming to tour America, and you're going to have no title changes the whole time. They're like, yeah, well, what title can we change type deal? I think that's had something to do with it. Like which one would cause the least amount of rift, I guess? I don't know. I mean just the 
minimal impact, basically. So I guess out of all the ones, that one makes more sense. Um, at least the fans got to see a title change. You don't want to fucking see have all these. It's like going to a house show. You see all these title matches on the card. You're like, well, I already know who the fuck's going to win. Because you're not going to have a goddamn title change. Uh, Nikki and Brie Bella are both pregnant. They are due a week and a half apart from each other. And finally, Bret Hart has skin cancer. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh... that was crazy as fuck. Um well, well, it's one of those things where you catch it early. It's not that bad. He said so. he was, he said he doesn't wear sunscreen. He's gonna have to start. He's like making a joke about it. So I guess it's pretty treatable, whatever he has. All right, so we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break right quick. We're gonna come back and do big deal or nah. Um, really, I only have two because the first one is already the Jer- the George Barrios thing that we already covered. So <laughs> no mm. big deal. But uh, yeah, well, I got two of them, and then we'll do our top five, and we'll end the show. This is our first real break of the evening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the MonsterCast, our segment, Big Deal or Nah. We got two this week. The Revival's Dash Wilder had 10 weeks added to his contract due to injury, as we stated earlier. But he and Dawson look to be back on the way out of WWE after a tweet by Scott Dawson said simply, Tag Team Wrestling doesn't draw. And then AEW's Joey Janela replied, in AEW it does. Big deal or not, nah, also a little update on this. Uh, Scott Dawson retweeted or tweeted out again and was like calling out all the fucking fans because they're like, if we stay, we're lazy, but if we leave, we're uh, sellouts or whatever the fuck he said. Uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet or not. Yeah, I did, which I thought was kind of a dumb. Like I liked it, but I thought it was a dumb tweet. Um, thinking on it now because it's like, it's not like the same people are telling you the same thing. So you. Like, you're acting like, oh, well, everybody's just so fucking fickle and 50-50. Like, no, it's different people. Like, you've got some people telling you to go to AEW, you got some people telling you to stay, and you got some people telling you, like, acting like it's all the same people that reply to you 100% of the time is fucking dumb. Yeah, I so. mean, technically, you're going to be a form of either one of those to whoever, the, the right. on different people. Yeah, you're, like, what's the old saying? You can't please everybody. So, I right. mean, just, I mean, and also, then you got to take into a into account, well, who saw your previous tweets, who didn't see your previous tweets, who commented on your previous tweets, who didn't comment on your previous tweets. It's going to be different people all the time. Right. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I do think they should leave, honestly. Yeah, I do too, but, like, we've, we've seen this before, and I have no faith whatsoever that they're actually going to go anywhere. I feel like they might this time. I don't know why. I have a better feeling that they will this time. I don't know. I think that's I think WWE does too, and that's why they added the ten weeks onto Dash Wilder's contract. Um, but I would not be shocked if they left. Um, every time they mention leaving, they get a title run. So maybe that's maybe they just want another title run. Yeah, could be that. Uh, I mean, it's not unheard of for people to keep using AEW as leverage, and fucking Edge even apparently did it. So. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, I hope they leave. I think that they... So if they wanted to be taken seriously and, and they want a place where tag team wrestling matters, obviously they shouldn't be going to, to re-sign with a company where literally just last Monday, Drew McIntyre beat both members of the fucking OC in a handicap match, yeah. and they just won greatest tag team whatever tournament, well, not even, what, like two months ago? Yeah. Best tag like, team in the ser- world, yeah. Best greatest tag team in the world, and they just they get fucking beat by one guy. Yeah. Like it's it, they don't they don't take it seriously. They've never, I, well, okay, it's not fair to say they never taken it seriously, but they haven't taken it seriously in probably like a decade. So I mean, yeah, yeah. they just yeah, no they shit. Got, I don't think they've taken it seriously since well, we can make the argument TLC when TLC, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, yeah. 
we can make the argument that it's not since the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and Bubba Ray, where they actually had those guys in high-profile matches all the time. Um, yes, I agree. Raw was booked so bad compared to Royal Rumble. It was asinine to watch. It was fucking brutal. Um, you had not only that, which I had thought of immediately, but of course me and you and everybody else in the wrestling world that's ever watched wrestling trying to figure out how Edge has 80 fucking tweets from all these different people in WWE about, oh, it's so great. His comeback was so awesome. He's so special. I was such a fan as a kid. And then Randy Orton is out there beating his ass for fucking what seems like 30 minutes. And you're telling me not even Beth Phoenix ran out to do a Miz Elizabeth against, like, hovering fucking over Macho Man to make sure that he doesn't hit her or hit him anymore? Anything? Nothing? You're telling me nobody came out? Fuck the referees and security. You can already add those in. But actual talent, you're telling me nobody came out and fucking tried to help out Edge. That makes zero yeah. sense. Yeah, I didn't like that. It, the whole thing took way too long. and it, it made it very obvious that nobody was coming out to help him. So, and, well, yeah. They, they should have definitely rushed it. They should have had him hit with the RKO, right? Then immediately go out like it was planned all along, not like he was fighting with his fucking voices in his head type deal, right? Because his voices in his head fighting type deal would have happened the night before while I was trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to react to Edge throwing me out, right? You've already had plenty of time to think about this. So right. you hit him with the RKO out of nowhere. That was your revenge, and then you're like, okay, now I'm fucking crazy as shit, though. My character is crazy as fuck. You go outside, you get the two chairs to do the concerto. Boom, you pop him with it. Then people run out and like, okay, you need to get the fuck out of here. That would have made way more sense. And you could have definitely done that within enough time before it made sense. You could have even had the refs and the security come out first to stop him from doing the concerto, concerto and he could have gave all those motherfuckers RKOs. And then he could have done it, and then you have the talent run out. That was still would have made more sense. What they did was like the worst possible solution to continue that storyline. It was dumb. Yeah, I like the setup. The, sold, the whole thing up leading up to the RKO and hitting the RKO was awesome. Everything after the RKO was dumb. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah. You got anything else to say about that? Uh, as far as I mean, I, we're talking about the revival here, but one of the possible reasons that the revival could be leaving is because of shit like that and like the way they said Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has already been built up. You don't need to be building him up anymore against one on two fucking handicap matches the night after he won the Royal Rumble and eliminated Brock Lesnar. Makes no sense. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of shit. Booking wise, that they do, where it's clear that if you want to be a serious tag team, you don't resign with with WWE at this point. So yeah, not unless it, you're not unless you're the Usos of the New Day. Other yeah. than that, I mean, yeah, I agree. The Edge stuff. Uh, I mean, even oh, you said ten years ago, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that was okay. Well, <laughs> ten years ago was it was I think it was further away than that. It was like twenty years to the day, uh, a few days ago on the bump when it was twenty years ago. At that Royal Rumble where it was the Dudley Boys versus the Hardys. Um, but anyway, um, but anyway, shortly after that, the Hardys weren't even still uh, respected. If you think about all the TLC matches and shit they had, then when Brock Lesnar first came on the scene, Brock Lesnar was beating the Hardy Boys in a fucking uh, two-on-one handicap match. So they well, never, Undertaker like... was beating up their whole fucking stable, including Lita. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Speaking of, speaking of people, people speaking of people leaving and going to AEW, your boy Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper, is apparently starting with AEW very soon, and could debut as early as their New York show, where he is from. Big deal or nah? 
Oh uh, yeah, it'll be a pretty big deal. Also, how do you um, how do you feel where he could fit in right away if he's going to be debuting that soon? Like, where is he going to fit in at? Like, like what storyline? Yes, no storyline. Yeah, storyline wise, anything. Um, is he some? Is he is he uh, Moxley's friend to take out Swagger? I guess it depends on what ends up happening with the Moxley Jericho match. Yeah, yeah. Does he show up at Revolution? I don't know because because if you're going to have him debut at the New York show. Is the New York show before or after Revolution? I can't remember. Because they announced so many fucking shows in advance that I can't remember. Because Revolution is February 29th, I believe. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me try to see if I can find the AEW New York show. Uh, I believe next week. I think it's this... March 18th or something. So it is. It's after then, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so they're not going to have him show up. Or they could. Well, no, because they wanted to say that debut for the pop. So, yeah, that makes sense. He won't be at Revolution. You know what's crazy about Re- Revolution is they've really only got one one match on the card right now. But it's already sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's March 18th. Crazy. March 18th, you're right. March 18th, and they already went on sale January 24th. So. Yeah. Oh, another thing I liked about Royal Rumble, by the way, since we're since I do like to give praise where it's due. No fucking red light, and it was definitely The Fiend's best match so far as The Fiend. Oh, I was going to talk about that when we got into the top five. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, it it's, it's, in, it's in my top five, too, actually, but I didn't I didn't know. I didn't even think about, like, actually talking about it during that, honestly. But, yes, I just want to throw that out there. We'll talk about it then. Fuck it. Um, okay, so let's do it. Fuck it. Top five. Um, right. Top five matches have... of the week. I've got number five is my Women's Royal Rumble. Well, I've got two honorable mentions first. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I've got Ishii versus Evil from... Uh... New Beginning? Yeah, New Beginning. Um... It was a good match. It wasn't as far as Ishii matches go. It wasn't the best Ishii match I've ever seen or anything, which is why it's only you know honorable mentions. But he and Evil have really good like Haas chemistry with each other. Um, Speaking of Haas chemistry, did you like the Moxley uh, Suzuki thing? I did actually. Yeah, yeah. Shit out each other. I I fucking love the wind up punch into the slap with the other hand. (laughs) That was great. Um, Yeah. So no, I. Uh, I think that's going to end up being a really good match when it happens. The only thing I, I don't like uh, with watching the the Moxley Suzuki interactions is that you can tell Suzuki wants him to be more stiff with him. Yeah, and it takes him a few shots. Yeah, for him it took to him a few shots. Yeah, I watched it. the I watched a little video where they're going back and forth, and when he popped Moxley, he popped Moxley good one time, and then that's when you could finally see yeah. Moxley popped his ass back. It's like okay, right. motherfucker, he had to piss him off to do it, but sometimes that happens. Austin yeah. used to say he used to have to do that to people all the time because Austin wanted to be fucking hit. He wanted to well, it makes it. sense too. Like Suzuki's a fifty-year-old man, and like you're you're gonna be a little bit softer with him yeah. until he until makes he it clear, like I want you to not be soft with me. Yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. the first one's like, okay, that was kind of hard, and then he does it again. If you hit him in the same spot, it hurts even fucking more. And you're like, okay, motherfucker, I'm hitting you. <laughs> Fuck this yeah. shit. Yeah, and I'm surprised uh, he must have had a better eye patch on during that exchange because that motherfucker didn't move at all on that. But he sure the fuck had it move everywhere on uh, dynamite. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it moved everywhere during it, it moved a lot during the match. It oh, okay. wasn't so much during the Suzuki. I mean, he's uh, getting hit in the fucking face hard and it wasn't really moving though. It ended up on the side of his face by oh, the end okay. of the match. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But uh he had like a like a gauze thing underneath it that was all over yeah, the place. Yeah, that's what he had he on like, AW too. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty um, cool actually. I'm I'm glad they did that because you know, if that patch moves and you know and you have a good feeling it is with Moxley in the ring, you don't want his eye to look normal underneath. Right. Might yeah. well have I'm, else I'm surprised they don't do like a makeup thing around it or something too. Yeah. For, like, if it does come off, because yeah. it wouldn't take that long to just do some color on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially considering um, he, I mean, he doesn't sweat like Matt Riddle Lesnar style, but he he sweats right. a lot too. He always has wet. But hair his isn't really on his. His isn't so much on his face. It's always like his body always looks wet. His hair too. His hair always gets well. Yeah. Like he does the he does like the uh, Mr. Perfect shit where like he'll come out with wet hair, then it'll dry real fast. But then by the end of the match, it looks like he just came out because it's all wet again. It's fucking weird. Obviously, Mr. Perfect never got back to the wetness because that motherfucker's hair pooped up like a afro. He you know what's crazy? With... It's crazy sometimes about Moxley is like it hasn't even been a year since he left WWE. He left in April. Oh, that's another thing I wanted. To... Okay, so we 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 didn't go over the AEW versus NXT stuff. AEW won again, by the way. Um, yeah. In the ratings, yeah. but we but neither show was over the top great. Like where where we had to talk about anything specifically that came out of it but there is right. one thing since you just mentioned moxley um if you can't tell the difference between dean ambrose and john moxley after yeah. the promo that he cut on aew this week then you're then you're not paying attention because that motherfucker went out there didn't fucking stumble over his words one time had clearly no fucking script because we already know aew doesn't have scripts like that and that motherfucker gave a promo and didn't miss a fucking beat and he's starting to get like indie john moxley again where he's going to be a fucking amazing talker. Like, he just came out and sold you on the Jericho Moxley match for Revolution. Yeah, and, like, even the little bits of playing to the crowd, like, in a in a faceway didn't come off fucking lame. Yeah, like, the OHIO thing, I don't know where it's like, oh, I yeah, was one of that. And he goes yeah, right and back to this promo. Yeah, and he's from Ohio. Yeah, it made sense. Like, everything about it yeah. made sense. And it was good, and it had funny moments. It had like, it was a where, little like, oh, bit cheesy with the, like, oh, I've got the whole crowd behind me, that kind of thing. Oh, but, yeah, like, yeah, that that's, part, yeah. that's just normal babyface shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I liked it. He's, 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 uh... But it worked because fucking, uh, okay, so, what, I guess the point he was trying to get across was, you think I'm fucking crazy? This is where I'm from. So if you think you're about to come down there and fucking fight me, you think these motherfuckers ain't gonna jump the guardrail. Obviously, you can't say that out loud because you don't want people really jumping the fucking guardrail. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but I think that's what, what he was implying. And then that's why Jericho and all of them stayed up on the fucking stage. You're like, oh, okay, well, we're not gonna go down there and fuck with you then. Because he really does have fucking, you know... 8,000 or whatever the fuck, how many ever people was there behind him that was going to fuck him up. So I, I think it made a little bit more sense than a face in a random fucking city saying, oh, I got like a John Cena or a Hulk Hogan or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it made more sense that way. But yeah, I thought it was fucking good. That, that might have been one of his best promos since he's been back, honestly, as far as live. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so what, but the, the thing that I was going to mention with bringing up that he's only been gone fucking eight months yeah. is imagine like a year ago this time in January, like around the Royal Rumble time, being told, oh, yeah, a year from now, uh, Dean Ambrose and Kazuchika Okada are going to be in a tag team match against fucking Suzuki and Taichi in New Japan. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot can change in a year, man. Um, okay. So my but, other but honorable – year – but just think about that year. Uh, how about this one? Hey, John Moxley is going to be fighting for – are wrestling for another promotion in the U.S. and they're gonna have a TV deal on TNT. Yeah, and, and January and the there champion was not... <laughs> of that promotion, Chris Jericho. Yeah, you know who else is there? Kenny Omega, and he'll be <laughs> fighting for the championship. <laughs> oh, God, dude, yeah. and Pack is Pack is there too. Yeah, oh, you Pack. Pack, that's Neville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're gonna have fucking Pack there. Fucking Brody Lee's coming in. Hey, you remember Jack Swagger? That motherfucker's there too. Fucking four oh, world champions. Oh, and he's on some MMA fights now. Yeah. He's a fuck, I'm, I'm pretty, is he undefeated in MMA? I think he is. I don't know if they'd counted the dick shot as a no contest or a disqualification. Right, it was a no contest. I saw it. Then yeah, he's undefeated. All right, so your two honorable mentions. 
Did you do my, No, that was just my one was okay. the, uh, the Ishii versus Evil match. Yeah, the other yeah. one was Becky versus Asuka from Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought, my match, God. Thank you. You keep reminding me of all the shit I want to say that I didn't write down. I wrote down so much shit. I was like, I thought I had it all. Yeah. Okay, you can have that on your top five. That's fine. Whatever. I have a women's Royal Rumble. You know, I liked it all except for the Santina spot, and um, I didn't really uh, – I wasn't overjoyed with the winner, but I get it. So no big deal. I don't hate Charlotte or anything. Um, what I hate about it is that they had Charlotte then beat Oscar. Yeah, but on TV. But that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. But not only that, you can't have. Char- <laughs> what made way more sense though is when Oscar came out and said, "If I was in the fucking Royal Rumble, you wouldn't be fucking going to WrestleMania." That was right. badass, and that's true because if you saw the match between Oscar and Charlotte, Oscar is so much fucking better than everybody in this fuck on the main two rosters. It's ridiculous. I think the only person that could even keep up with her at this point is Shirai on in WWE. Maybe Bianca, because she's got some fucking sweet athleticism too. But as far as like wrestling ability with the speed, holy fuck. Asuka was, like I told you in a text, a whole nother gear above fucking Charlotte. The person yep. you got going to WrestleMania who main evented WrestleMania last year and just won the Royal Rumble is going to WrestleMania again. Asuka was so fucking much further beyond her in that fucking ring in that match, and you could tell. It was ridiculous. And no yep. one can tell me that, okay, Charlotte had a Royal Rumble match. Charlotte didn't actually fight 29 other fucking people. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. And Oscar just had a top five match, according to Ryan's list over here, against fucking Becky Lynch for the week. Top six. Well, yeah, top six, my bad. So, yeah. <laughs> so, fucking get out of my face with that shit. Oscar is the fucking best. And no one's ready for her. <laughs> still. That's true. Still nobody's ready for Oscar. That shit was insane. She was better than fucking Becky Lynch, too. Yeah. And, yeah, in their match, it was clear that she was the better wrestler. But I thought the booking of it was good. I thought it made sense. I thought all of it, like, uh, sort of tied up their storyline in a really neat way. And also, at the end, the little, you know, the little show of respect, like, okay, like, we're done now. Like, I've, we've made our points to each other. Like, we're, you know. Yeah, I, get I, it. I, I good, understand that, right? I it's a good wrap-up. It's a good wrap-up, but if you want to revisit that storyline later on, you definitely can, because she only beat yeah. Asuka once. Asuka still beat her like eight times. Right. Uh, For sure. Anyway, uh, so what's your number five, then, since mine was um, the Women's Royal Rumble? My number five is the Men's Rumble. Okay. Um, I thought we're it was really... Way off. We're going to be way off this week. Well, because I got New Japan stuff. Oh, New Beginning stuff? Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, so my number four is Cody versus Kip Sabian from AEW. See, I like that match, but I, it didn't make my top five. Um, I thought there was just too much going on. Like it was a little, it was a little overbooked to me. It was a fun match, but, but it was. But it wasn't overbooked to the point where it affected the match. If that makes sense. I don't know, man. All the orange shit. The orange shit, yes, shit. I agree. But the Joey Janela shit didn't actually affect the match, though. That just helped their storyline progress. I thought it was fucking yeah. hilarious too. It was a good comedy spot. Like comedy spots like that, I can get behind. Comedy spots like Santina make no sense to me. Yeah. Well, my number four was um, uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend. That's my, I thought number, that was, that's my number three. Yeah, that was that was the best Fiend match that he's had so far. Um, yeah, like by Not far. And you can credit that to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, no shit. And yeah. the, also the the strap part of it actually ended up being good. Like it was, and it wasn't a four corners thing like we thought it was going to be. It was I just never a, thought it was going to be four corners. I just said that's what it I mentioned is. that as a but that's what I it always that is. A joke. I never thought it would actually be that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was the Fiend's best match. They finally stopped doing the red light bullshit, which was great. Um, that was probably the best part of the match for me. And then uh, there were a lot of really good, interesting spots in that match that made sense. And the right person still won. So. Um, 
Um, my number. What number are we on? We just said your number three was. My number three was yeah the Bray Wyatt versus oh. Fiend. Hold on, I'm gonna find. I'm trying to find something right quick that I tweeted out. I tweeted out a. Okay, so. Out of the four, right? Mm. I had put because everybody after that Fiend versus Daniel Bryan match, they were talking about why is everybody why is no one talking about Bryan, being the best wrestler in the world or even being in the conversation, right? Yep. So the four well, guys, the four guys. This. Well, the. But he's not even in the conversation, though. That's what their main point was. So you got Omega, Okada, Daniel Bryan, and AJ Styles is basically the four I came up with. Um, did a poll. I only got four votes on it because I think I posted it way too late. It was like 12.37 a.m. Because I didn't watch the Royal Rumble live. I woke up late. Mm-hmm. So I watched it on basically like a fucking two-hour delay. Um, that's why I was trying to avoid your texts. If you noticed the timestamps, you didn't get your texts back until after. <laughs> way after. But... uh. But the only thing I saw from you was um, expert, and I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, he's got something right." And I'm, I was getting, I'm like trying to figure out what the fuck you got right because that's the only all text I can see. Because I'm like, all I'm it? closing it. Except I'm for, fucking closing it. Shit. Um, but anyway, um, one person replied. Okay, so I had two people vote for Omega, two people vote for Okada. I feel like that would have been more dispersed if I would have posted it later, or I definitely would have had more votes. But one person replied, "After the year he had last year, I'm saying Will Osprey." I said, you're entitled to your opinion for sure. It's all how you feel based on your own criterias. But honestly, based off your last year logic, wouldn't Adam Cole technically be the best wrestler right now considering the quality matches and who he beat? No one did better than him. So, so you, I guess you can throw Osprey, Cole, Styles, Ryan, Okada. Are Like, does it matter who they beat? I would. I would say that, yeah. Why wouldn't it matter who they beat? I mean, if you're going out there Cesaro, you can't put Cesaro up there because Cesaro, while he might be the best wrestler, he's not beating anybody. He's losing every fucking match. So, yes, of course he's not going to be in your top five. If we're talking about best wrestler... Right now, currently. Right now, today. Cesaro would be in my top ten regardless of how he's booked. Not, we're not talking about top ten. We're talking I understand one. that, but that's just because I don't think he's a legitimate top five. It's not that... Uh, I don't think that he's a better I think wrestler. He's a yeah, I don't, I don't. He's good. He's good. So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking um, to go back in the couple shows that we've had this year already, and going back and finding out who my top fives were, writing them all down, writing them all down for the whole year, and then when we get to the end of the year and we do our monster awards, if we're going best best wrestler of the year, whoever has the most fucking top fives, right? The best average top five should be your best wrestler of the year, going by our criteria, correct? Yeah, and do like a ranked choice voting and weigh each number as a number, yeah. Yeah, so if I understand that we're talking, uh, okay, so how many times has um, Cesaro been in our top five this year, or at all? Technically, top top five, no. Yeah, exactly, none. So while, while I understand your point that he's in your top ten but not in consideration... It is to some degree based off a of kayfabe because Cesaro is not having great matches because he's but I'm not, not put in okay. the position listen, to have a great match. But listen, I'm not comparing Cesaro to fucking uh, Okada here. What I'm saying is that if you were to ask me who's a better wrestler between Cesaro and Roman Reigns, I don't give a shit how well Roman Reigns has been booked. Cesaro is a better wrestler than Roman Reigns. I get that, but if we're going so – let's say we base this off the top fives, right? Leo Rush and Angel Garza have been in my top five. More times than Cesaro has this year, but I don't think either one of them is a better wrestler than Cesaro. See, that's weird to me. I, I, I wouldn't put either one of them in my top five. Who? Leo Rush or Garza? Not listen. 
if I'm going based off the top five rankings of fucking top five matches each week, and at the end of the year, I get to the end of the year, and oh, I rank them all like, out, yes. five matches? Oh, that's weird. We're doing a top five matches every week. I mean, it just week. depends on – okay. But this is the thing, too. Like, so – all right. So let's say uh, – It's always for... going to have some kayfabe to it. Yes, it will. I mean, my number three is fucking Grizzled Young Vets and the Broser weights. Does that mean that Grizzled Young Veterans should get points for the – Towards the being maybe the top five if they have like uh, it's just silly. top five tag team yeah. yeah, but I don't think they would be in the top five by the end of the year because how many times have you had the Young Bucks and fucking Kenny Omega and Adam Page already? There's no way because mm-hmm. the Young Veterans are going to be <laughs> they could go the whole year and they won't beat fucking January Lucha. February of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Lucha Lucha Bros. Bros. yeah. Well, I'm just saying because this year I'm talking about this year it's only February second. Uh, but my number two well, that was your number three. My number three was okay. Grizzly Young Vets, Grizzly Weights, yeah? Well, that's my number two. Okay. Well, my number two was uh, Tai Chi versus Okada um, from last night. It was a good match. You By probably way, didn't I'm see I'm very it. happy that the Grizzly Weights won, just so everybody knows. Well, it's weird to me that... Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. So that was your number two, you said? Yeah. And my number one okay. is the Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, well, shit, that's pretty high. My number one was uh, Shingo Takagi versus Goto. You had a 40-minute match that had me watching the screen from the beginning to the end without fucking pretty much blinking. I, it cannot be my number one. Yeah, to me, I... Okay, and I, I get that. Yeah, I, you understand what I'm saying, though. Because like, before, when I said Royal Rumble will probably not be in the top five, but considering that I didn't watch any New Japan this week besides clips... And considering the and if I watch a clip, I'm not going to say okay, mm-hmm. I'm putting that in my top five. That's not fair to right. anything. It makes makes me look stupid. Um, but anyway, so based off of what I watched, which is Raw, AEW, NXT, uh, did I say Royal Rumble? Royal no, Rumble, just... Royal Rumble, Raw, NXT, and uh, NWA Power. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I read what happened on SmackDown. I promise you, none of them would have been my top five. Um, so based off of what I watched. And based off the longevity of a match that had 30 fucking people in it that I didn't even think was going to be in the top five, and they had me glued like that for 40-plus minutes, yes, it's my number one. Well. And kudos to all those guys. I mean, that was, like, seriously, definitely in my top three. I don't know yet as far as ranking them, as far as Royal Rumbles go. Maybe next year's Royal Rumble we can do, like, a legacy list for that. But it's up there, dude. It's got to be – for me, it's got to be – uh, no lower than probably three or four. It's definitely going to be one or two in the conversation. One, two, three, four in the top four. Uh, number one is hard for me not or hard for me to take out because 2002 has been my favorite for so long. I also really like the one where it was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker number one and two, and then they were the last two. That was a really yeah. good one. I think that was like 06 or some shit when Undertaker won and then beat Batista at WrestleMania for the title. Um, 2000, 2002's the Maven, Undertaker, and Triple H winning? Mr. Perfect, yeah. Mr. Perfect, Triple H came back from his squad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's when Mr. Perfect, RVD, Gold Dust, and Godfather all came back or something like that, or Val Venus, somebody. Like four, four guys came back, some shit like that. They were coming back, and Mr. Perfect was one of them, and he ended up being in the final four with like RVD, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and somebody, Austin, I think. Some, it was like a who's who of guys in that one too it was really fucking good one of my one of my favorite ones for you and i'm not a huge flair fan 
Like, I'm not crazy yeah, about him or anything. I think he's good. Yeah. But 90, 92 is, yeah, is probably one of my favorite ones to go back and watch. Everybody loves 92, and I get it. And it's definitely in – it's probably my – it was probably my second favorite before. Knowing it's for the belt, it really like, helps. Yeah, but the one with Roman was for the belt too. I like that one too. The one that Triple H won? No. Yeah, with Dino and Bruce in the yeah. end? No. Nah. Yeah. No, nah, I like that one. I like that one. Um, uh, that was one of the Royal Rumbles where like you already knew what was going to happen, so I don't really like those. Um, I didn't know Triple H was going to win. Everybody, come on, man! Everybody knew fucking. I thought I thought Ambrose was going to win. No, no one thought that. I did. Well, I wish we would have had our podcast then, because I would have won that night on predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, did you win this week? No, got killed. Yeah, got killed. That's but right. it was like it's like one of those things where I got killed, but. <laughs> Since the but the Royal Rumbles, I was like second in both, so it wasn't like terrible. It was so weird. Like my guys didn't get thrown out early, so it still kind of felt good. That I mean, I, you picked the one and I picked the twos. I mean, that's pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, I picked McIntyre, and then I did not. I mean, the women's Rumble I was way off on. I yeah, thought right Ro- I thought Rousey was coming back. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the actual matches, I think I didn't really miss many of those. I don't think I missed any miss yeah. many either. Um. I did get the Corbin one wrong, because I thought because yeah. it played into my Roman Reigns thing though. Right, I said you would win on that. Yeah. Um. Or and I then, said Reigns would yeah, win. Yeah. So your number one was who? Oh, my match. It was a uh, Shingo Tagagi versus Goto. Oh yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm just I'm a fucking I'm a huge Shingo Tagagi mark. So yeah, you know. that's uh that's who Biggie said he wanted to fight. By the way. He said, Two like, big men slapping meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, shit. <laughs> that shit was so dumb. I was like, really, dude? Like, he he said that he knows what he's doing. He said that shit on purpose. That was so funny. I'm wrestle three Goldbergs. <laughs> yeah, clone them. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. that wasn't for the title, though, right? The It was for Goto's title, yeah. Or for um, Takagi's title, yeah. Wait, never. wait, wait. I thought Goto had that. I thought Goto beat Kenta for it. Is that the right one? Yeah, Goto beat T- Kenta for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I thought. So then who won that match? Uh, Takagi won. So but did he Takagi- win the title? Yeah, so he's the new champion. Okay. I don't know why the fuck I thought he had it. You got to remember, that, see, this was at like uh, fucking four in the morning that I that, that started. So yeah. it, was, it was a long fucking night. But yeah, I was watching it. Um, I have only slept a few hours, but yeah, Takagi. Uh, I guess Takagi was not the champion going in, but he he was a champion going out. Yeah, that's. I don't cool. know why. I don't know why that fucking had a brain fart on that, but yeah. All right, cool deal. That was our top five. Uh... There was another cool match too. Um, I mean, it didn't make my list or anything, but um, it was fucking. Uh, um, it wasn't the same night. It was that was uh that was the first night, but the second night, um. Night two had Moxley and fucking um, Show and Yo in a three way tag, which I thought was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, was watching him in a six way with fucking Rapongi 3K was interesting. Um, so this week coming up, we got the ten lashes on live TV for Cody. Yeah. And we have um, I don't know what else we have. Do we have anything on specifically on NXT? I can't remember. Uh, I guess the reveal of whoever the little thing was for. Oh, yeah, for. yeah, yeah. That's true, too, yeah. Okay, so the reveal for either Velveteen or Ember Moon. And then I think they already announced Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley at the new at the next TakeOver. Mm. 
And well, I guess we should be finding out some other evolution details since we already only know about Moxley and fucking. Yeah, it's weird. There's only one match on oh, the Oh, I do like one thing that they did because you know we said it was a lot of story based shit this uh, week on the shows, but fucking how weird is it? It's gonna be Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros together. Uh I mean it's interesting. They look cool all. on the graphic together, that's for sure. But that was fucking weird, right? That a team of their choosing, and that's who they got. How the fuck did they do that? Unless just because the Lucha Bros hate the fucking elite so much. I guess that kind of makes sense. But yeah, that was weird. I, when that came up on the graphic, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking badass. It looked cool as fuck. That should be a great match. It depending on how much time they get, of course. Do you think this is when the split? happens or do you think they still pull or wait to pull the trigger i thought the fucking spot where he was like hold my beer was fucking great too by the way yeah i did too um i don't think the split happens until Revolution. like it, yeah or like maybe there's a i would imagine the the breaking point for uh hangman or, or the breaking point for omega is probably going to be hangman like going way too far and beating the shit out of one of the bucks or something here's the thing i like about the elite and they haven't done it yet in this promotion but they did do it in new japan there they had this storyline where everybody thought cody was going to be healed and they were going to split up and he was going to be the reason that bullet club got fucked over right like split up but they patch things up you almost never see that in a storyline the only other time i can think about it is bailey and sasha when they were about to split and they they ended up staying together wouldn't mm-hmm. it be cool if they did the same thing with the adam page thing where like you keep teasing it, you keep teasing it, and instead of going the MJF route where he finally turns heel, you just fucking fix your problems, man. Sometimes you just fix your problems. You don't always have to fucking go complete turn. I think that would be kind of cool. We'll yeah. see what happens. But uh, but they are known for not always doing the... Uh... I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. did that a few times. Like, they were teasing breakups and splits and stuff and just didn't do it. So. Yeah, but that was after they had already split and got back together. No, I mean they were they, they they used to tease fucking Ambrose and Reigns having problems all the time and Rollins being the peacekeeper back uh, before the the first split. So nah, I don't I don't think it was anything to this level though. Actually, I no, know for but a fact I mean, it wasn't. It's not anything no. like this. Uh, I mean, none of them were ever like I'm not in the Shield anymore. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, he said he's not in the Elite, but he's literally been in the Elite ever since. Probably more so now. Hmm. He's been in. He's been in the elite more than he when he was not in the elite. And yeah. Wanted to be distanced. So that was. Um. But yeah, it should be interesting to see how that four on four plays out as well. Good. It should be a good, pretty good week for uh, wrestling this week. Um. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to NWA, but uh, Flip Gordon lost to, uh, Nick Nick Aldis, and then so the the stipulation apparently was that all business now conducted between. Aldis and Skrull will be on Aldis's terms. So that was. The... Oh, uh, that's another thing too. Skrull showed up in New Japan for uh, Supercard of Honor and challenged Jay White. Yeah, I did see that they were gonna fight. That was pretty yeah. cool. Um, he's just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Skrull's getting paid right now. Oh yeah. Um, Super. yeah. I mean, if you're not gonna go to AEW to get paid, might as well go wherever the fuck hey. you want to and get paid the same. Or don't you know, know that yet. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. I I have a feeling like behind the scenes, there's some crazy shit going on, and something huge could go down very soon. We'll see. But I did see that. Um, I don't. I didn't write it down. God damn it. Um, Brody King re-signed with 
uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, it came out the other night. Yeah, um, Candy Floss signed an official contract with uh, WWE NXT UK, and there's a lot of reports saying that Killer Kelly with WWE NXT UK might not still be there because she took him off her social media, and she's been promoted for some show called Bloodsport. Uh, Mox is on Blood Short, Blood Sport Wrestling against uh John Barnett, um, so or yeah. Josh Barnett, Josh Barnett. So that's uh interesting as well. There's been a lot of stuff going on, contract wise. Um, but yeah, Killer Kelly would be a great get for AEW too. I think that would be cool to have her like do like a UK stable since they love stable so much with like B Priestley and um Jamie Hader. Well, they should um, bring her in and then also Kelly Kelly and have a. A real cool stable. Also, PJ Black re-signed with uh, Ring of Honor. If you don't know who he is, that's Justin Gabriel from WWE. Um, mm-hmm. And Missy Hyatt is to be honored at this week's AEW Dynamite. Yeah, why? What's that about? I don't know. I mean, she's she technically is a legendary figure. Um, don't know. I don't know if she's from there. Um... I don't know, but she's been in WWE, ECW, UWF, everything. So it makes sense, I guess. I don't know what they're doing it for. I, maybe they're doing callbacks to people that WWE don't ever do callbacks for. Maybe they feel like they deserve some kind of recognition as well, so they're doing it. Um, there was another – there is a, also, I don't know if you all know or not, um, there is going to be an AEW ad in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? That's yeah, cool. so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um which doesn't shock me, considering that he owns a fucking NFL team. And, yeah. Um, so he might even get a deal. MLW announced a partnership with Dragon Gate as well. Hmm. And there was one more thing I wanted to say. can't remember what it was. Um, oh, about uh, Worlds Collide. Because we were talking about Worlds Collide last, last week, obviously, because it happened on that Saturday. Um. Or Friday, I can't remember. But anyway, um, it was reported that six WWE stars at Worlds Collide were either knocked out or knocked silly. And of course, we know Alexander Wolf for sure, right? Because yep. he had to stop the match. That was um, ugly. Yeah, he fucked. He almost he could have fucked up big, way bigger. But he already admitted that it was his fault. Chin up. He put his chin down when he was about to get kicked. And I think that's due to because he got hit in the back first. So he was selling yeah. the back thing, but then he didn't realize, hey, I haven't got kicked in the fucking face yet, and he got kicked. Um, but anyway, while, while injuries obviously happened, the amount within the three days between Raw, Worlds Collide, um, you had you had fucking uh, Alexander Wolf, Barthel, Roderick Strong, and then at Raw, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Riddick Moss were all fucked up at some point. Yeah, the Samoa Joe thing was his dive or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty ugly. Yeah, I thought he had a concussion, for sure. It um, kind of looked like the little parka dive, which scared yeah, the shit Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, too, but I didn't want to say it because, you know, I didn't, wanna, yeah. I didn't want anybody to think I was being disrespectful to the La Parka or anything, but, yeah, or L.A. Uh, yeah, La Parka, my bad. La Parka. And then, like, um, so, yeah, that's what it fucking reminded me of, too. I was like, man, that was fucking crazy. Just the yeah. way, I mean, he went straight down, didn't really move besides when he grabbed the back of his head. It was It was fucking bad. There's been a lot of uh, injuries 
lately and fucking changing spots as you go, that's for sure. Who knows how, many, how much shit they had to change during the Royal Rumble thing when the AJ Styles thing happened. Cause, yeah. Because if he was really supposed to go down to like the last four or five people, that changes fucking everything. All the spots change. And like like the spots at Worlds Collide with Alexander Wolf, you could te- definitely tell they changed big time. Oh, yeah, that, that whole match got fucked the up. The whole match changed, and it was still an awesome match. But yeah, still. it was still good. But you, what's weird is it turned Imperium into the fucking baby faces immediately. Yeah. So uh, it was an interesting dynamic after that happened. I don't really feel like Imperium's really bad, though. I mean, they're just... No, they're but versus ju- Undisputed Era, like, it was pretty obvious that Undisputed Era was going to get cheered for over them. Well, they, were in, they were in the U.S., so... Yeah. But uh, but I'm just saying, like, as a even a kayfabe standpoint, Undisputed Era isn't bad. Like, they're just... They're all they just want to win. Yeah, they're just all about winning and respecting the people that walked in the ring and respecting the business and all this other shit. And that's all they are. And they just take it very seriously. Like they, they're like the, they're like the kayfabe version of Bret Hart. They like take themselves way too seriously. And I think it's kind of cool actually. So and they all, they all four of them always wipe their feet before they get in the ring. You know, shit like that. Like just always like super respectful for the business. But they're gonna fucking win and they're gonna do whatever they have to to win. They don't really go out and like just hit people in the balls, and they're not cowards and doing the timeout shit in the corner and stuff like that. They just, they're just fucking straight up old school. It's fucking kind of cool. Yeah, anyway. it's more of a cocky heel thing than it is a chicken yeah. shit heel thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was our show for this week. Join us next week um, when we go over the surprises. Also, I cannot wait to see if the back of Cody looks anything like the back of Daniel Bryan. Probably we're gonna be worse. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'd like, I don't know how much I like this angle, but I'll, I'll, I'll trust them enough to let it play out and see how it goes. I mean, I get it. I'm. It's not like Cody needs more sympathy, but whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, does he really need more sympathy? Man, I can't even fucking challenge for the world title anymore. But I understand. Like, can you hear me? Yep. All right. So anyway, it's definitely me, by the way. All right. So anyway, the um. The fallout from oh what what okay what I was gonna ask fucking completely lost me all right so MJF even though he's like a super bad heel or whatever what possesses him to still need or still feel the need to whip Cody ten times with a fucking belt or leather belt or leather strap or whatever the fuck they're gonna use after he already cost this man the world title and Cody hasn't really done anything to him since really that would like convey this need to whip him ten fucking times to get a match with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that a little Hmm. extra? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing doesn't really make sense. You cost him the world title. He can never fucking challenge for it again, yet you have to whip him ten times for him to get to you? That makes no sense. Like, Cody never did anything except for take him under his wing the whole time. Like, I don't understand the hatred for Cody from the MJF side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he had a – this is the fucked up thing too is like if he had a legitimate grievance, it would almost make him the baby's face in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but like – But he's never – even if he did, like let's say – Like what he is doesn't his complaint? Use it, he doesn't use it in the interview though, even if he did. Like even if we're supposed to imply that he does, but he doesn't even use it in the fucking interview. So why doesn't he say, oh, you were just holding me down because you didn't want me to be the world champion or something like that? I don't know. Well, the other thing is, like, oh, he's like, oh, Cody's fake and, like, all this other shit. But, like, there's no examples. There's no, yeah. like, he doesn't really have a, like, I don't I don't care that much. 
But I would like it to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Because right now it's basically just like, oh, like, MJF is a petty dick. And I don't know if that's enough for all this. We're going to find out how bad it gets on Wednesday, that's for sure. I can't wait to see it, see what happens. Is, is he supposed to be whipping him with the weightlifting belt? I don't know what the fuck he's whipping him with. Whatever it is, it's going to hurt. That's all I know. As we tend to the weightlifting belt won't be as bad because it's, like, thicker or whatever, like, yeah. wider. But still. Yeah, he might, he might switch it to that and say, I, I want to whip you with your own belt, something like that. I don't know. I could see that happening, but who knows? We'll see what happens. I don't think with the, with the level of passion Cody has for the business, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a real belt. I mean, he ain't gonna come out there with a fucking Indiana Jones whip. No. <laughs> but like, no, but I think I'm pretty is, sure. I think this is gonna I think be, on be the par with. Belt. I think this is gonna be on par with Sandman hitting Tommy Dreamer ten times. Is the way I feel. With the Kendo with the cane. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where Cody wants to go with it. Yeah. And it might have been Tommy Dreamer's idea because Tommy Dreamer's part of the Nightmare family and probably like was in his ear to say, "Hey, you want to get over? <laughs> you want to get over, right. kid? Right, this is how I got over." No one gave a shit about me until I got fucking destroyed by the Sandman with a fucking kendo stick ten times. Thank you, yeah. sir. May I have another? So we'll see. I can't wait for it. We'll see how it plays out. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really fucking bad. There's really no in-between, honestly. Yeah. So, well, bad would be anything that's not really good because not caring is just as bad as being bad. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why there's no in-between. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll see you all next week here on the MonsterCast. Thank you for listening to another episode.